Hello and welcome to the weekend spread. We've got a excellent week six slate for you, including OU Texas. So stay right here and let's get this thing going. Hit my music. All right, everybody, welcome into week six of college football. I'm Bobby Howard with me today. As always, we've got Jameson, we've got Ty, and we've got the captain himself, Boaton Blake. Uh, and look, we're here to pick some some ball games. And it's a big week. If you're watching live on YouTube, you can tell everything is gilded. Everything is gold because it's the golden hat week. OU Texas week. We're going down in the Cotton Bowl and... Um, look, before we get started, let's take a gander at our weekend spread standings. Uh, Boat and Blake still riding high, uh, four and six last week, tie at 30 and 28, seven and three, really solid week for him. He moves up to second, Jameson's third, 29 and 28 with a five and five record. I'm still last <laughs> the 27 and 31 record. You say uh, that like I, you're surprised. I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, five and six. Uh, it could have been way worse, but my pot of green hit and my wild card hit. So, you know, I guess I was just good at picking games. Um, look, um, we've been doing a ton of content for OU Texas this week. Blake, I, I know you took a look at the state fair food, so let's just go ahead and get right into that. Uh, what would you, th how do you, how do you think we did? Did anything look good there? Yeah, I would say like right off the bat of the like nothing's fair food, yet the first thing that kind of seems like I guess fair food in y'all's definition, which would have been the little Debbie like cinnamon rolls with the brisket. There you go. Bobby lost it. Lost <laughs> it. So y'all are trying to have your cake and eat it too. And if we're gonna talk about cake, Biscoff, that thing looks fantastic. I don't I oh, I don't don't regard ty's opinions that i know biscoff were on the, all the planes and stuff like that but uh my girlfriend's mom makes a mean biscoff cake that i wasn't even a fan of biscoff and i see the potential in it in desserts and if it's anything like that i think that dish is going to be fantastic and i'm like also i don't trust food reviewer reviewers all too much but i have been seeing everybody's like 10 of 10 item it's that biscoff delight so I'm really excited for the fair food this year. I think it has some interesting combinations where it be some of the more uh, like just some of the more like culturally diverse items like the fried pho. I wish they would have delved a little bit deeper into the controversy there. Uh, same, same. I Yes. Uh, but I know Ty was put on the spot. What do you, what do you mean? They, Bobby, you are one of us. <laughs> Ty, you, said you said two different stories about the pho controversy. I thought you were interested. I was, but it, when Blake says, I wish they would have dived into it deeper and you're like, same. Yeah. I wish they would have done. I, I thought you had it covered. I didn't want to, I didn't want to take this thing you found and run all over it, but Blake yeah. just looped us in with a lot of Bobby's thoughts that I don't want to be associated with. I it's, I have issues with all three of your opinions at some point, but it was a great, it was a great roundup. It was a great overview of some of the items. And I have a little proposal for Bobby. I know Bobby's coming down to Dallas this weekend, coming to visit, going to pay his debts <laughs> in the Malort shot. I am. Or two Malort shots, actually. Two Malort uh, yes. Bobby, I will, I will get rid of that Malort shot debt. 
if you take a fruity pebble pickle to the dome come Saturday and send us a video. The Malort nets are gone. If you get the fruity pebbles pickle and do I have to eat the full the thing? Damn yes, right. yes. The whole thing. The whole thing. Oh, we said no. to the dome. So just you don't have to decide now, but okay. be thinking about it. There's a way out of the Malort. And it Can is I do a half pickle to remove no, one? No, 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 no. If he's going to do half the pickle and then still take a shot of Malort, I kind of do support that. Oh. All right. Well, I, the, yep. Okay. It's, I, it looks like a pretty beefy pickle. A, yes. a pickle has to be eaten this weekend. I just feel like somebody has to eat a pickle. <laughs> like, if we get into one of these games and me and Bobby are on two total sides, I might be throwing out a pickle bet because I'm going on Sunday. Right. And I just, somebody has to eat the pickle are this weekend. You, do you not like pickles, Blake? I, I like pickles a lot, but oh, well, that's a not... pebble. But a fruity pebble pickle is not appetizing. To me. I, I don't know. I, I think I'd slam a fruity pebble pickle. It's like it's beans on toast, Bobby. Like, yes, I like beans. Yes, I like toast. I do not want the combination of the two in my mouth. It's like, sweet and salty. I like that's a great combination. Uh, I'm actually it's, with it's Jameson. It, I, I would look forward to actually having one if I could go. Oh, hey, fruity pebble pickle is probably one of the easiest state fair items to make at home. So for all you tailgaters yeah, sure, right? uh, at home, Ty, you could if you want to add to the menu on Saturday, you can make yourself a nice fruity pebble. Honestly, pickle. though, that's great stuff. Well, hey, look, there's way more fair food talk uh, in that episode. It's available now. Just go watch this one first. Um, let's talk a little bit about last week. Um, any surprises in particular? Um, I feel like we were all on Oregon State, all on LSU. Notre Dame, Ty coming out of that Notre Dame Island boy, I, I, I have never been more devastated. Second week in a row. They were stupid. dead. That Notre was Dame was stupid. dead, man. You guys don't know Notre Dame ball, clearly. Yes, that's exactly I, I'm surprised. I, I cannot believe that you guys put Notre Dame on the slate again this week. I'm not jinxing anything up. by saying you guys are going to pick it wrong again. It's maybe, it's crazy at this point. You're just handing me wins. Look, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Um, but look, let's let we have a big slate on our hands, so let's just go ahead and dive right into it. All picks made against the spread, uh, locked in today on Wednesday, October fourth. So lines might have changed, but let's start with just a massive game, and I, I'm super thrilled about this one, uh, as you all should be. All of college football should be tuning in to. Fresno State at Wyoming, the, the 24th ranked Bulldogs, 5 and 0, 3 and 2 against the spread, head to Laramie to take on the Wyoming Cowboys who are 4 and 1, 2 2 and 1 against the spread. Fresno favored by 7. Uh, you can find this one 7 p.m. Central on Fresno Fox. by 6. Okay, well that's out of order, so penalty to Jameson. Uh Blake, no, the no, head. you said the you said the line wrong. What the did line I say? literally says Fresno minus six. I said Fresno said Fresno minus six. Okay, sorry, Fresno. I was looking Am at I the just time. Tripping? Fresno minus no, six. No, Jameson is tripping. Fresno yeah, minus okay. six. You can find this one at seven p.m. Central. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm just out of it. I just have okay. hate on my brain right now. <laughs> just just rage. <laughs> For what? For the, the I think you guys know. Pickles. Just carry on with your picks. Anyways, look. We're, we're obviously going to get into the marquee matchups uh, a little bit later, but in, in all seriousness, Blake, you're a massive fan of the Mountain West. You know how big this one is. Uh, this is a pretty solid game, and we always love to show love to the group of five. Uh, so, uh, Captain, 
uh, start us out here. What do you think of this just massive, pretty solid game for those who may or may not know about these two teams? You said it best, Bobby. This is a massive game when it comes down to the Mount West title. Uh, these are two of the two of the front runners. If you're you go with them too, you go with Boise State. You go with maybe a sneaky Colorado State, a sneaky UNLV in uh, coming up the back. But these are two teams that we could easily. Or oh, sorry, Air Force. Air Force has been so dominant. But mm-hmm. these are two teams that we might see in the championship. They are fantastic. They are established cultures. They are what I love about Mountain West so much. These two teams have identities. Fresno State, let's get it, get started with them. They look fantastic. Mikey Keene, a former UCF quarterback, one that is significantly better than John Rice Plumley at another school. Just like all the other UCF quarterbacks that seem to go away, that seem to start before them, they go on. Mikey Keene, very successful. They are slinging the rock. They are stopping the run like no other this year. That defense has looked fantastic. We saw them upset, or they might have been favored, but I think it was an upset against Arizona State. I don't care how bad Arizona State is. But you were upset in the slightest. That was, it, it was a three-point spread. The spread, and, yep. And everyone knew that was going Fresno's way. But just have been dominant. Dominant against their entire schedule. I know they haven't played anybody, but they beat Purdue on the road. They've beat Arizona State. Two P5 programs right there. And then you go to Wyoming. We saw them earlier with Texas Tech, the shocker in Laramie, but have been playing pretty solid. Uh, their only loss this year, Texas, by 21 points. And that does not tell the story of the game when they were going into the fourth quarter, tied 10-10 with their backup quarterback against Texas. They struggled a little bit last week versus New Mexico, but I think that's just a key look ahead spot. These Mountain West teams know the teams that they have to beat in order to make the championship. And Fresno is definitely one of them. Uh, I I got to go with the weirdness of it. Weird things happening in Laramie. Give me Wyoming. Give me Wyoming in the points. I don't care if their backup quarterback's playing. I don't care if they haven't been able to stop the run to save their lives. There's just something about this Wyoming team that is addicted to playing close games that keep things close. I think this Fresno State team is fantastic. But... This Wyoming team has just been playing too many weird games lately. They're beating quality opponents. They're staying close with quality opponents. Give me the Cowboys and Laramie. It's a hard place to play. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Blake on this one. I like what I've seen from Wyoming so far this year. I think I've picked them wrong every time I've picked them this year, so maybe I've just jinxed Blake here. But, yeah, Fresno State, Fresno City, um, it's just – I'm not impressed by their resume. I know Blake gave his little spiel about it, but I I think they're riding on some stuff that isn't actually that impressive. Whereas Wyoming, you know, first quality loss mention of, of the pod. I'm glad we broke the ice on that, but Wyoming in their one loss has, I think a quality loss. I mean, Texas has been absurdly dominant in the fourth quarter. I was reading about that um, earlier today. I think they've outscored their last like four opponents, like 45 to three or something in the fourth quarter, something absolutely absurd to include Alabama. So give me the, uh, the Wyoming, um, the bucking <laughs> Broncos. I'm not necessarily sure who that mascot is, but give me uh give me the Wyoming, the, uh, the Yellowstones. This is so ridiculous that Bobby put this on here and we have A&M Alabama, not on the slate. I understand what you're trying to do, Bobby. You're trying to get under my skin. You know that I would never pick Wyoming in a million years. Ty says, yeah, you know what? 
I've probably picked Wyoming wrong. You've been flip-flopping, but this is this is what you do. You pick one side and you just keep with it. And we are going to continue to fade Wyoming. I don't care if Wyoming continues to piss me off. I don't care if, you know, it's in Laramie and everyone's saying, oh yeah, weird things happen in Laramie. It's, I feel like it's the same kind of conversation we have with, you know, like with Corvallis, you know, like there's places like Ames will have this sometimes where it's like, it's just spooky and it's a night game. I don't trust it, but let me tell you something. I picked Fresno in the wild card versus Arizona State and they looked so well-rounded. And I understand that Arizona State team is not that good. Um, but there's no way that you're going to see me pick Wyoming here. Give me Fresno State minus six. Well, Jameson, I'm going to go ahead and put you on Fresno Island. Good. Because, yeah, good. I'm all in on Wyoming here. I feel like they are sneaky good. They obviously don't have that unblemished record, but they seem to me like a legitimate threat in this Mountain West. Um, and look, this is a team that could get hot, maybe make a run at a New Year's Six uh, Bowl, that sort of thing. And, you Baloney. know. At Laramie, you know, I'm feeling the vibes all the way. Give me Cowboy Joe plus six, uh, Wyoming. New uh, Year's six bowl for Wyoming. Ooh, you got oh the mini helmets. I love God. that. I'm just saying maybe. You never know. You never know. Okay, so Wyoming after this goes at Air Force, then at Boise State. Ooh, that yeah. could be a little yeah, tough, tough stretch for them. See, that's, that's what I tough. love about the Mount West this year. It's strong. It's strong. We don't really have, like, we have a few bottom feeders and stuff like that. But, dang, we have a solid midsection and a great upper half. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun conference. People should definitely tune in to more of these games, honestly. Um, all right, let's move on to our next game. We've got the number 23-ranked LSU Tigers. Three and two overall after a brutal loss at Ole Miss. Uh, two and three against the spread. Headed to columbia to take on the 21st ranked missouri tigers i don't think we've talked about missouri twice in the season ever but here we are because they're five and zero, oh, three and two against the spread lsu favored by six here you can find this one at 11 a.m central on espn not sure why you would really pick this one over uh you know the other game at 11 but sure uh so i'll, I'll start out on this uh i'm gonna be frank i don't think missouri can have nice things for very long you know they, anyone who's listened to the Schooner Pod knows that, you know, or just as an OU fan knows that Missouri nabbed uh, Williams DeWary from OU last second. Uh, they beat Kansas State on an insane 60 plus yard field goal, longest field goal in SEC history earlier. And they're 5 0. But I think this is where it ends. Um, even though LSU lost a pretty, I, I, I don't want to say Ole Miss is bad because I don't think they are. That was a brutal loss between two teams that I think ended up like that are pretty even. And, you know, yeah, they're three and two. Yeah, they look bad. Yeah, they're probably on a downturn. I still think they're significantly better than Missouri in many facets of the game. They're going to be out for blood. Give me the LSU Tigers over the Missouri Tigers here at Faroe Field. Uh, minus six. Yeah, I don't like picking this game straight up. Once again, Texas A&M Alabama needs to be on this slate, and we continue to have this. Uh, I, I really don't understand the hate towards this Texas A&M Alabama game, and I'm having to pick freaking Missouri. I mean, this is a team that I've told y'all that is better than what y'all think. But here's the thing, you know, LSU needs this game more than ever, and I just don't see with the amount of talent on the LSU football team them bottoming out. I think Ole Miss is a really good offensive team and they just got punched in the mouth and they couldn't really recover from that. But you know, that LSU offense, I feel like was just too potent that I think that this could get another high scoring game. And I think LSU can squeak away with the cover here. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to go with y'all. Look, I do not – I'm not a fan of Missouri. I've never really liked uh, Missouri. LSU, we've seen some very disappointing things from them this year, but I think they faced in their losses uh, a couple opponents that are might turn out to be better than expectations even. I think that, that Ole Miss team is obviously full of weapons. Uh, that's one that I think I – well, we all called wrong last week. But, um, yeah, I like LSU to be able to bounce back and uh, I think they're going to perform well um, at Missouri, and I certainly think they get the cover. Yeah, I'm going to get I, – I saw what I saw last week. This LSU team's a team full of bums besides Daniels <laughs> this year. I've got to say it. Their defense can't stop a nosebleed. They are allowing everybody and anybody with a competent offense to run all over them, pass all over them. They can't stop anybody. They have no corners. They have Harold Perkins. and What a no-show. Not even dominating any games this year. I, I'm, I'm so out on this LSU team. I really am. They're M- Mississippi, 700 over 700 yards. I don't think this Ole Miss team is that good. I think I know Lane Kiffin's an offensive coach. I know they have some weapons there. I don't think they're like, I still think Ole Miss is still a very mid team. And then you go against Arkansas. Arkansas put up over 400 yards on, on them as well. And I just don't think that Arkansas team, how they're constructed, can score. Like AM dominated them last week. And the only team they've like actually done well against this year is LS, uh, is Mississippi State. And Mississippi State, I don't think, has a pulse. I think they're one of the worst teams, like power five teams in the nation, the way they're running the program there. I think they're really bad. I think I do not like Mississippi State. I'm taking Missouri. Brady Cook is, uh, he's cooking a little bit. Uh, Throwing the sling the ball a little bit. I hate Mizzou. I hate picking Mizzou. I but I just think this it's just this LSU team so frustrating. I can't get a read on them. They have I don't I don't know where the defense went. And if they can't stop anybody, I think Mizzou at least keeps this close. Six points. We've seen them against a competitive K-State team uh at home and played very, very well, start to finish against them. I'm not so sure LSU is that much better than K-State right now with how much liability they have on the defense. So give me Mizzou um, with the points. I think LSU probably wins this, but just six is too many with how leaky this uh, LSU defense is. All right. We got uh, Island Boys in back-to-back, pick, uh, back-to-back picks. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, let's move on to our next game. We've got the number 10 overall uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. 5-1, and 4-1-1 against the spread. Headed to the uh, former, the uh, palace formerly known as the uh, Papa John Stadium, uh, and the 25th ranked Louisville Cardinal, five and zero, under new head coach Jeff Brom, two and three against the spread. Irish favored by six here. Uh, you can find this one six thirty p.m. Central on ABC. Blake, you and I were pretty pretty high on the Cardinals, the birds with teeth before the season. Are you are you still riding that high? I'm not riding that high. The only reason why I was riding the high of Louisville was just the fact that their schedule was so easy. It was clear to me very much so at the beginning of the season where their wins were going to be, where their losses were going to be. And this one was clear loss from the start. Although this is like a sharp casuals game, I would say. Like they see the they they see the numbers beside them and they're like, okay, Louisville can't be that bad. They're gonna keep it close. Like I'm gonna take the points at home. Notre Dame's just in a different class compared to this Louisville team. Louisville Although they've been winning games, they haven't been winning games very impressively. Like, I think Jeff Brown's a really good coach and probably the better of the two in this matchup, but barely escaping Georgia Tech, who lost to Ball State last, or, or sorry, Bowling Green. Sorry, put some respect on Bowling Green State. 
Bowling Green City, sorry, University. Um, and then kind of messed around with Indiana, Boston College, NC State. They just can't separate against like mid to bad teams. And they're going to still win a lot of games just because they're very well coached. Uh, Jack Plummer is pretty good quarterback. They run a good offensive scheme, but they're just not meant to beat the big dogs. I think Estime and Hartman, those are still guys that are going to win games. Like I think Notre Dame could easily win out their schedule. They could easily be there at the end of the year. I think I, I'm taking Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame just lashes them. I, I think this one's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I'm I'm with Blake. I'm not necessarily sure why the line is where it is. You know, obviously the people that set the lines watch a lot more ball than than I do. Uh, probably a little bit less than than what Blake does. But yeah, look, I have not been wrong on the Irish all year. I sound like I'm about to jinx it, which. It wouldn't upset me, right? Because anything that's bad for Notre Dame should like brings everyone joy. So you're welcome if I'm jinxing Notre Dame, but I, I just think they're the clear pick here. I mean, Notre Dame should have beat Ohio State. If they had, you know, coaching and coaches that were able to perform in big games, they would have beat Ohio State. Like the, the reason they lost is absolutely absurd. Um, Louisville is not that. You know, Notre, Ohio State maybe not as great as in years past, but I think Notre Dame is a very, very solid program. Uh, they've played some very solid teams, and I don't think that Louisville is bad enough to be a look ahead, and I don't think that they're good enough to match up with what Notre Dame has already seen and overcome. So give me the fight in Irish. Yeah, um, I don't believe in this Louisville team. Jack Plummer, you can say he's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, I don't know about that one, Blake. I really don't know. You know, transfer quarterback. any quarterback in a Jeff. No, any any quarterback in the Jeff Brom system is good. And like he's he's put up decent numbers this year. He's put up decent numbers. I don't know. Decent. I guess I'm also viewing him as what was he? Cal last Cal, year. Yeah. So but like they're... that's kind of what that's stuck in my brain. And then like last week versus NC State. NC State. I don't really think much of what two interceptions versus that two. Man, that's just ugly. I, I I like Notre Dame here. Yeah, make it four. Uh, I also like the Irish here. Uh, I'm still pretty big on Jeff Brom's Louisville as a program. I think it just needs a little bit of time to develop to get there. Uh, I have not been overly impressed in the games that they've played. They just don't look you just if you do the eye test, if you just watch them play, you can tell they're not quite there yet. They do not look five and zero. They do not look like a twenty a top twenty five ranked team. And uh, a lot of that facade is going to completely fall down once uh, they, they face this Notre Dame team. So, um, you know, I, I think Louisville will be pretty good down the line. Just not – sorry, Louisville will be pretty good down the line. I just – not now. Uh, this Notre Dame team is significantly better. I, I, I echo all of y'all's sentiments there. Um, anyways, let's move on to our next game. We got, a, we got uh, Louisville's Bluegrass Rivals, the Kentucky uh, Wildcats. Also five and zero, oh, uh, four and one against the spread. So they're doing it. They're doing it pretty big. Old Mark Stoops. Well, he's gonna have to figure it out uh, pretty quickly as well, and uh, you know keep things going as he's traveling to Georgia. He's going between the hedges to take on the uh, de two-time defending champ. Five and zero, oh, zero oh, four and one against the spread. Uh, this Georgia team has not looked quite like themselves this year, um, but. They're favored by 14 and a half here uh, at Sanford Stadium. You can find this one 6 p.m. Central on ESPN. And this is a really tricky spot for me um, 
because I I know Georgia's going to turn it around. They are at some point. They're going to wake up and just go for it. Right now they're like, "Ugga, sleeping on a big old pile of ice, just just not they're not ready yet. It's too hot. They're not quite they're not quite ready to click in the gear. They have the horses to do it. They're just not there." I don't think it will happen this time. I think 14 and a half, just a little too much. I respect this Kentucky team. I think that Devin Leary addition was really, really nice. I I think the Wildcats can kind of scrap and keep this thing close, but in terms of winning the ball game, they they're, they're not going to do that. Uh, This Georgia team has had too many brushes with uh, that first L. And uh, I I think, I think the dogs win the game. Um, I think that hook is nasty. I, I have I have Georgia by ten, so give me Kentucky to cover. Here's my thought process. You know how you say what is it about like three ish points for home for a home game, or maybe a little bit more, three to three to four. I think if you'd have given me this line at ten points for Kentucky, I take Kentucky because I feel like Kentucky's fans really gets into it, and you could tell in that Florida game last year, last week. Georgia at home needing a bounce back Kentucky on the road. I just think that's a lot of negative for Kentucky and a lot of positive for Georgia. So I'm going to pick just in terms of my gut here that I think Georgia is going to outperform expectation and Kentucky is going to underperform. Yeah. Here's my thoughts on it. I, I liked a lot of uh, what Bobby was saying. I think Georgia, you know, I think it's clear to anyone who knows ball and who has been watching this Georgia team this year that, you know, the reason that they won two national championships back to back was Stetson Bennett. Now that he's not there, they're really struggling um, to piece something together. Classic, classic case. We've seen it many times in college football. And I just think that, you know, Georgia has been very disappointing a lot of the year, but I don't think Kentucky, I feel like I hear this storyline about Kentucky all the time. Kentucky's kind of like Arkansas or like Wisconsin. They're always one of those teams that doesn't really play anyone in the first like four or five weeks and they go undefeated. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, watch out for Wisconsin. They run the ball a lot or watch out for, for Arkansas. They, you know, I don't know what they do. Um, I know their coach had to quit Twitter for reasons, but, I like the Bulldogs in this one. I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, Kentucky, they're going to fall off. I I think Georgia, it's a lot of points, but give me the Bulldogs. Oh, this game conflicts me on so many levels. I've always been a Kentucky truther. I feel like they get really hyped in the media. They get really hyped in the polls. And like Ty said, they're really never that good. They're a solid team, but never that good. And like, that's what... I think their fans don't do it either. Like their fans, I think have very reasonable expectations of what Kentucky football is supposed to be. And like Mark Stoops gets the most out of it every single year. And like, that makes me very happy, but like Kentucky is forced down my throat because like pollsters and everybody else is like, Oh, Kentucky, they're not that bad. And so they're always ranked really frustrating. But then on the other hand, Georgia, like obviously I'm a little bit bitter, uh, still against Georgia after what I had to witness last January, or I guess this January. God, it's in the same calendar year. That feels like forever. Uh, but this Georgia team is scary, like in the wrong ways. Like they have lost all of their defensive edge. They don't seem to have that pass rush. They don't seem to have those guys up front that are really making people scared. Like the reason why Georgia has won the last two national championships is because they had like NFL style defense on on that side of the ball and they just don't have it this year and then 
on top of it, I actually I was gonna go in on uh, against Ty on this, but I kind of agree. Stetson Bennett was a leader in that locker room, and I I can tell that like their offense isn't necessarily clicking. I wasn't the big Stetson Bennett guy when he was in college, but Carson Beck's a scared little boy. He is, you could tell after that Auburn game, he was so relieved that they pulled that game out and that he wasn't the one that like started the downfall of this Georgia program. I can feel the weight on his shoulders and I feel like he is not the guy to be able to hold that weight. I feel like it's eventually going to crush him. I don't think it's this weekend, but I'm still going to take Kentucky with the 14 and a half points. That's just way too many. Devin Leary's kind of been a bum. I think Bobby Bobby was going in, glazing him a little bit. He's been kind of a bum. He like last week he, against Florida, where they were just destroying him. Only had sixty nine pass yards. They like they were just running it all over him. He hasn't looked the most impressive. Like he's uh, as some people call a jag, just a guy. Devin Leary has become just a guy. He's not a good quarterback. Not a bad quarterback. Not going to put you in a bad position, but. I think if they do what they did to Florida last weekend and just run the ball, control the pace, I think 14 points, way too many. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a split. Moving on to our next game, uh, into our Big 12 slate. Both teams fresh off of a bye week. It's a K-State Wildcats 3-1 and one, uh, overall and against the spread. Heading to Stillwater to take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, two and two, one and three against the spread. Uh, this one popping off on Friday night on ESPN, uh, 6.30 p.m. Central, and the K-State Wildcats are an 11 point, 11 and a half point favorite on the road. Um, look, there are a lot of Oklahoma State fans who honestly welcomed the bye week. They were very excited about the bye week because they didn't have to watch their team anymore. They are spiraling, and... You know, it's week, what is it, week six? It's OSU's fifth game. I'm not in the business of calling things, you know, must win or anything. But I, I feel like Oklahoma State has to at least produce a good performance in this one. Right, Blake? Blake's muted. <laughs> okay, so it's not funny when yeah. Blake does it. <laughs> no, it is there we go. Oh, who, Bobby? I agree with you, Bobby. They need to see something <laughs> like this is this is the weirdest OSU or just really one of the weirdest football scenarios I've ever seen that we are in week. What is it? Six now. And there's still probably going to play multiple quarterbacks in a game just because not like a Kansas scenario where you're running out Jason Bean and some featured packages. This is legitimately they haven't found their quarterback and they've been rotating through three of them. Oh, this puts me in such a bad position. I, I'm going to be the sharp here. I'm going to be the sharp. Give me, give me OSU in the points. Give me OSU in the points. It's too many. Like this is, this is the public going in on K State, thinking, oh yes, like K State from last year. I still think this K State team has some woes. I think they have some worries. We've talked about it before. If you're losing to Mizzou, something is horribly wrong with your program. Uh, K State, I don't think is going to be the juggernaut as Bobby had once put them in the Big Twelve preview. Probably not going to get any close, but probably pretty close to it just because the Big 12 as a whole is not doing so well right now and there's been no middle tier whatsoever. I'm I'm just going to take OSU, Stillwater, I think still means something. I I hope they just choose a quarterback and just run with them. Big run with them for game, the good. Alan Poman played every single snap. Yeah, but they're trying to like pull him out now because they're like, he didn't play good enough. It's like, that's the thing. It's like they finally run with the guy and they're like, well, he isn't the guy. So we go to the next one. It's, it's never going to end there. They're going to, 
I, they're going to bring in the walk on. I feel by, by like at the end of the uh, at the end of the year, just to try to find some magic. But just I bring just, in Gunner Gundy. Gunner Gundy has played decent played. minutes this year. Way he's probably been minutes. their best one. <laughs> and just oh, this is this is bad. This is bad. And it's like I know K State's probably going to cover this, make me look like a fool. But I just have to be the sharp here. I have to be like Vegas is giving too <laughs> many points to OSU at home. So I'm going to take the pokes i so i might have a different conclusion we'll have to wait till the end of this to see but i do like a lot of blake's reasoning i mean i for one i'm actually very excited to do this after we get off the pod but i'm a big fan of the amazing race the tv show and if you're not familiar with the amazing race they travel around the world and everywhere they go uh, they have challenges to complete to to race to the finish and typically when they get somewhere there are two different, very unique challenges. One could be like dancing. One could be like lifting, you know, pots up like an old temple without shattering them or something. And there's always episodes where people just really struggle with one challenge and then they make the choice to change. And then they really struggle with the second one. And then they spend their entire episode just sort of swapping back and forth. And then they inevitably lose because they nothing's really working for them. And instead of just sticking to something, they keep changing it up. That's what Oklahoma State is doing at quarterback. Another point that Blake had that I really connected with was this is just a lot of points, especially from a K-State team who we have not seen impressive things from this year, I feel like. Oklahoma State, you know, one in three against the spread. I can proudly say that I picked that one correctly. I don't know why anyone was picking Arizona State in that matchup. Uh, down here um, in uh, in Tempe, but I just, it, as weird as it sounds, this is going to be a classic tie take. I'm not trying to, normally I hate on them, but I feel like I dogged on Oklahoma State, but I have to take them here. I, I feel like, Blake said, you have to be smart. I'm Maybe I'm reading into the tea leaves too much, but Oklahoma State being really bad against the spread, like it's got to correct. There are people in, in organizations with financial, you know, desires or I can't even think of the correct term at this point of the day, but it, you know, people are, this is a business setting these lines. There's gotta be some sort of correction here. I like the Cowboys. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think they're going to keep it close. Wow. I thought I was going to be Island on this. And I think Bobby might be doing it because I just don't see him picking Oklahoma state, but here's why I'm picking Oklahoma state. Yes. It's a lot of points. And I've already been picking the favorite side on the spread for the past four picks and it's kind of leaving a sour taste in my mouth but here it is and it's almost exactly opposite what blake was saying he was saying they need to find a quarterback alan bowman played all of the snaps last week that is a positive thing for them alan bowman has been named the starter going into this game they are coming back home they are finally finding some like you know a consistent play and i understand it's not been that good a play but now that they're playing around, stop playing around with this whole three quarterback system. And I understand Gundy came out and said, Oh, Bowman's getting 60% of the first snaps, uh, the first um, team snaps in practice. That is good enough for me to say Alan Bowman's going to play another full game and he's going to keep it close enough for Oklahoma State to cover. I, I don't think there's a genuine, because look. Y'all, y'all are right. Kansas State, not the same team they were. What the hell? Where'd Blake go? Uh, Kansas State, not the camera. We're all logged into your account, so we'll have a little Bobby face on there. There you go. Little Bobby face. I don't. Here's the thing. 
yeah, Kansas State has regressed, right? A little bit, I would say. I, I don't think they're the team they were last year. But people, y'all are forgetting that Oklahoma State has fallen off of a cliff. Like, this, even though this matchup is, you know, it's different, yada, yada, a better Oklahoma State lost to a, a slightly better Oklahoma State, lost to a slightly better Kansas State, 48 to nothing last year. This OSU team is just, it, it is doom and gloom. I don't see a lot of wins on this schedule. The That ball record that they have, that uh, ball streak they have, you can consider that dead. The Cowboys are are not in a good place at all. Um, it's it's looking pretty dire for OSU. And yeah, K-State, not quite the same team. They don't have the same zip. But on the road in Stillwater, I don't think that's what it what it used to be either. The, the fan base attitude right now is purely apathetic. These people are done with the program. They're done with Gundy. They feel like there's no hope. It's it's a bad place. If you've if you've been around Oklahoma, you would understand you would understand that these people are fire and brimstone, ready, ready to put Gundy's head on a spike. They are done. And I just don't see the energy. I don't see the bounce back here. Um Gundy doesn't seem very concerned at all in any interviews. I frankly think that Kansas State, I think they roll in here and get a pretty solid win. 11 and a half. Yeah, it looks like a lot of points, but I don't think people understand just how atrocious this OSU team is and just how downtrodden these fans are. They are done. See, Um, I think it's fair to say, to say, obviously, the Kansas State can go in and just kick Oklahoma State's teeth in. That's fair. But comparing this game to last year, you cannot say Kansas State was a little bit better team last year compared to this. They lost one of the best, if not the best, um, offensive weapon in all of the Big 12. They lost a first-round draft pick on the defensive side and a lot of other talented players from that Kansas State team. Like, this Kansas State team is still good, but they are not just a small amount worse from last year that, that i mean look I, okay small that, amount might have been might that look that's 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 a fair statement that might have been an understatement but i don't think that it's i don't think they're like that horribly different from i i, I think they're still what? a very solid i think they're still a very solid team yeah you lost it they're, you they're lost still Missouri. a very solid team but they are extremely yeah different. they're different i deuce I mean, vaughn really we we're seeing it now it's like deuce vaughn played every position on that team almost there but look i I'm just saying overall, it's not like, oh my gosh, they're horrible now. I, I was just no. saying in terms of, I was saying in terms of quality, I wasn't saying in terms of a, a play style. Obviously, if you lose this mm-hmm. weird, small little gadget player, yeah, you're going to be different. Yeah. I, so that's yeah, why, I, that's I, I probably, I, yeah, that you said something I'm wrong. Saying I I, I'm saying DJ I phrased it wrong. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying I phrased it wrong, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're that significantly worse than they are than they were last year. I think they are worse. I don't think they are the same type of team. I don't think they're I going to be. I don't think they're going to be remotely close to a Big Twelve champion. I was. What's I was wrong. significant for you? What's your standard deviation? Because this this ain't adding up. They are. I think they are significantly worse because they were a really, really good program last year. Outside of, outside of Missouri, what have they done really all that wrong? I thought they handled Troy. I I, I think you yes. know losing. Like that Missouri. I understand they have done well this year, but comparing them to last year, it is a significant difference. I don't I I think significant might be overstating it. I I think I I think they're different. I think they're worse. I think they've lost that kind of champion type of edge, but I don't think they're really it's still Kansas State at the end of the day. You're still doing the same thing with the same type of players. 
their ceiling mm. was one one slash two last year, obviously. Ceiling I think they year, honestly I, overperformed last year too. Let's yes. be honest too. Ceiling this mm. year, I think, is I four. agree. Yeah, mm, I they kind of overperformed last season with what they had. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's that. Different. I just, I'm, I think what I'm essentially what I'm saying is I don't. I, th- I think the drop off from Oklahoma State mm. is far more than the drop off from Kansas State. That's the core part of that argument that I'm making. Hmm. I, I just don't. I, go ahead, Ty. I, I'm confused because, like Blake said, Deuce Vaughn played every position. He didn't punt. He didn't play anything on the <laughs> line. I don't think he played in the defense. Yeah, I mean, if we want to get, you might have to pull up the just... tape, though. I honestly don't know. I can see a, I can see a Deuce Vaughn pooch pun in there. I can see him like pulling, a, pulling on a counter or something for Adrian Martinez. Like, I could see some weird stuff. They use I the way they used Deuce Vaughn last year was incredible. I like wish there was more players like him in college football because yeah. he it was awesome to watch. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Putting a bow on it, Bobby. I I think yeah. your Kansas State pick is a pick that I truly considered i just have problems with your wording uh yeah and i I did word it incorrectly i will i will give that up i think i i think that they are missing that star power and that's why they aren't like on that caliber they they haven't developed that yet you know you still have will howard who you know last year might be a fluke i don't know but i don't think they're like i don't think they've fallen off just this bad because they lost a tight road game to a missouri team that you know isn't awful they're not great but yeah. I, we'll see, we'll see if will howard know. is 100 because he was limited in the last game for his ucf for sure we'll, we'll, we'll see i just i am so low on this osu team y'all i i think mm-hmm. i think things are that bad but uh let's move on to our next ball game what do you say um and it's the butt ball it's baylor it's texas tech and this is the most booty butt bowl we have seen in quite a long time texas tech two and three uh, overall and against the spread traveling to Waco uh, to take on the Baylor Bears two and three uh, also uh, one three and one against the spread tech favored by one this line is flipped back and forth uh, Baylor was favored by one earlier this week now it's kind of shifted towards Johnny McGuire's crew find this one 7 p.m. central on ESPN2 and I look this is a disgusting ball game guys like both teams kind of had Look, if you want to be extremely generous, bounce back performances, I guess, last week. Texas Tech looked shaky against Houston and then blew them out. Baylor got down, what was it, 30, 35 to 7, and then had this insane comeback. They're selling t-shirts, by the way. Uh, let's say miracle in the magic kingdom. They came all the way back against UCF who to, I, I hate to defend Baylor here, but it's breaking tea that sells them. They That's sell right. like t-shirts for everything. I hate companies like that, that they'll do some random week one matchup. They do it with the Rangers. They do it for all the professional sports teams. They now have college license. They just print anything and everything. And that's what they do. Okay. I will do that. I will say right. that I'll defend them. That is fair. Breaking tea is now a new enemy of mine. Um, this is gross, and I, I. But you know what? Here's what I'll say. I, I think these teams aren't too dissimilar from each other. A lot of hype, a lot of unfilled promises. But I feel like things are closer to the brink in Baylor than they are uh, at Texas Tech. Um, you know, Tech Tech is still kind of a team on the rise. They're climbing up. Baylor feels like it's an idea that is failing. 
even though they Game had that on the rise. Okay, I, I said kind of. Wide. I said kind of. They're what tumbling about up. The season is on the rise. They're on the rise last year, and then they come out and it's two and three. I thought the, the they, 12, they took I the, thought it runs they, through weight. I love it. Sorry, I thought the Big Twelve runs through Lubbock this year. Buddy. It was they, look. It, it's a poor. It's a poor season. But overall, like. Overall, I feel like they still kind of have momentum. You know, they got oh, that. Geez. They got a, They got a five star. You know, I still kind of believe in Joey McGuire here. Oh, I think Jesus. it's just. A, <laughs> I think it's a shaky, weird year, and I don't. I mean, they're probably going to go like what six and six, which is not great. That's not momentum in the That's same horrible. sense. Horrible! Like, that is horrible when they are getting picked as the dark horse to win the Big Twelve. Well, okay, look, that was wrong. That was incorrect. I thought the the dark horse. <laughs> talk was way too far but you know um <laughs> they thought they the, could win the big 12 like they're yeah they did they were idiots they were they they were they were thinking too big they but, they felt disrespected by the dark horse thing right yeah it's but <laughs> oh my god but that's a, that's my thing at its core i think texas tech can really pop off and produce some results against bad teams i think baylor is that bad team um I don't know. I, I I'm struggling to get a an incredible read for this one. I could be absolutely wrong. I've been wrong on both of these teams kind of entering this season. I'm just gonna ride with tech on this one. Um mainly based off of their performance last week looking a little bit better than Baylor's performance last week. I, I think comebacks I, I I value blowouts more than I value comebacks. I think both are impressive. It's tight, but Ultimately, I, I I don't know. I, I kind of have tech tech with the edge here, but it's like narrow. I think both of these teams are not very good this season. Yeah, Texas Tech and their defense is not look good this year. It's as simple as that. So if I think Baylor's gonna win this game and cover the spread, I feel like I need to see their offense go out and be able to put up big points. No. It, that's not the case. I don't believe in Baylor's offense. I, I really I don't understand. I understood they made a big comeback for CCF. I, but for their early part of the game, they looked dead in the water. I understand it was the end game. They scored 36, you know, but I'm just not buying that one quarter. I think Texas Tech is the more talented team. I think they've got more offense here, and I think that they cover the spread at minus one. Yeah, this one is, I mean, I love this line, right? Because I, I love this one being a pick because I think, there's so many times I feel like there's games that are very much like this, just two really disappointing teams. They've had decent performances. They've had disappointing performances. And then the line comes out. It's something crazy, like six and a half or something. So I'm very happy to see that we have, I think a very, very reasonable line here. I'm worried about maybe some hangover on Baylor's part, but I don't know. I mean, I, my gut reaction shooting from the hip, it, it tells me to take tech, but I just feel like Baylor, like it's never clicking, but it's all there. And I'm so worried. I don't think they can win the big 12, but I like, I'm so worried that all the pieces are there for Baylor for it to click for them in this game and, and for them to win by two touchdowns. If it's not clicking for, for Texas tech, I got to go with just shoot from the hip reaction. I got to take the red Raiders. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Give me Baylor. Give me Baylor. I 
this team should have quit last week. This team should have quit when Dave Aranda, like Dave Aranda, obviously on the very hot, hot, hot seat. This season was about to be a wash, and they came back against a good UCF team with Timmy McLean as the quarterback, not John Rice Plumley. Let let the record show that John Rice Plumley was not playing in that game. So I consider that a very good UCF team. Could have won them a football game. Hey, Jameson. If, if that would have been John Rice Pumley, it would have been blowout for Baylor. So uh, I got to take Baylor here. N- none of these defenses are clicking whatsoever. And I think it's being overshadowed the performance against Houston last week. I think Houston, although like the final score was bad, Houston was keeping up with it most of that game. And honestly, like whenever I went into the TCU game, I was like, Houston has a chance to win this game. Like, Houston was looking great against that team. And then finally there's some separation, especially against a, a, a Houston team that's probably going to fire their head coach by the end of the season. I think Blake Shapin matters for this Baylor team. We saw it last week with the comeback performance. We saw it against Boko, although a loss. He's the only one keeping them in that game. Like that, that game would have been a significantly worse blowout if it wasn't for Blake Shapin. I think he matters. I'm not buying into this Bear Morton. I'm not buying into the Texas Tech hype like Bobby is. They're not on a good path. They aren't. They have good talent. They have everything that they ever want, and they still can't win games. I think this line shows everything. Give me Baylor. I I still believe in the Randalorian, and I hope I hope for <laughs> OU fans' sakes, y'all still believe in him too. Because if not, I have a feeling that he might be the next USC uh, defensive coordinator, which would not be good for anybody. So I want Baylor to win this. I yeah, I want to see Tech two and four. That would be great. That would be great. From a selfish perspective, that would be awesome. <laughs> okay, Aranda, Aranda at USC would be genuinely awful, and that yeah, can't yeah. happen. That so can't we happen. we just need, I, because honestly, for all the the teams OU is going to play next year in the SEC, if Aranda gets fired, he is the hottest commodity for a defensive coordinator. Like you pay significant money to get him. How so. how does that uh, hypothetical play out though? Because like. It, does no Lincoln Riley go to the Cowboys in that situation? Because like, <laughs> if, if he no could way. make a like, if if he was gonna fire Grinch, it would have happened like there, the, a couple seasons ago at OU. So Lincoln's never leaving Grinch. It, Lincoln, yeah, there's, Lincoln there's, will like stay an, with Grinch until he gets an offer to the pros. He has to. He has to at some point. I know there's probably better evidence on your side why he's going to stick with them because he still has. But I just feel like after this year, after that Colorado game, when you're just spanking a team and allow them to come back. No shot. Know, they have to. They have to. They and you see to. how long he held on to Mike Stoops? Do you, you I know, know how many I know. times we said that at OU, though? Yeah. Like, and the number yeah. of times and, that we're like, Rich has to go. What was wild at OU too was Grinch was being rumored for head coaching jobs, and I'm like, why? Why after everything Artificial you've seen from his per, like <laughs> after his performance, geez. he could coach at like a a bum school like Miami Iowa State or Houston. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to our next ball game. We have the TCU Horned Frogs, three and two. Two and three against the spread. Oh. Rough loss to West Virginia last week. On the road in Ames, uh, a tricky spot for a lot of folks. Iowa State, uh, two and three, two and three against the spread. The Frogs favored by six and a half. 
You can find this one at 7 p.m. Central on FS2. Blake, your thoughts on this? Do the Frogs bounce back after a very, very dicey loss at Amon G. Carter last week? Frogs, I'm taking the points. It's a monkey boss, <laughs> monkey boss team. I've been telling y'all this all year long. It's uh, new issues present themselves, but they'll be gratuitous in other weeks. I just think we TCU, although it's a kind of feels like a dumpster fire right now, there's still talent there. There's still a direction a little bit. I think that Sonny Dykes is still a decent coach. I think Chandler Morris is honestly a decent quarterback. I just this game, I, I just, I cannot see a scenario where we don't beat Iowa State. And I don't I don't see a scenario where we don't beat them by at least a touchdown. I just wish we could take this college football season, dial it back six months, and tell Garrett Riley, look, man, you're about to be Clemson's OC, and they're going to still stink because Dabo is going to put his grimy little hands all over that thing and not, like, let you run it for what it is. Just stay here for one more year, have a decent offense, and get a head coaching offer. I wish I could go back because Kendall Bryle stinks. He will come out some weeks with the best game plans that like look fantastic, and then we'll come the next weekend and just clam up in the biggest moments. Like that second half makes no sense. TCU was dominating, absolutely obliterating West Virginia in that first half, and then it looked like he couldn't call a play to save his life. I don't get it i don't get it this is the reason why i didn't want kendall Bryles in the first place i didn't think he was an elite enough talent to deal with the backlash that was gonna like come with him and sure enough we got that experience we're getting he just can't he can't hold leads which is like the most frustrating thing and i feel like a lot of offensive coordinators around the nation like have this problem when you are throttling a team with a game plan keep throttling them with that game plan i don't get the sense of being conservative i don't get the sense of milking out the clock and then it's just like to like tcu should have won that game the special teams errors like we had a kicker in Griffin Kell last year that had the most miraculous play in TCU history with a run on the field, kicked a like 40 plus yarder to win the game with no time left. And like this year, he's just drilling guys at the, like the offensive line. I don't get this team. I don't, I don't, but I just don't envision. <laughs> I do not envision a scenario where Iowa state wins. Give me the frogs. It's and then next week they're probably going to do something dumb and lose again. But give me the frogs in this one; they seem to bounce back decent. Blake is is truly suffering from success, and I don't mean that as a joke. He has now tasted greatness within his team, and uh, which, he can never go back. <laughs> which is so frustrating because I think this was an eight and four team at the start of the season, and I still kind of believe they could be that now but like it's going to be really frustrating if the eight and four path is how they got there now when they're losing to bad teams upsetting some good teams and getting there because that shows some potential i understand eight and four when you're losing it's an ou a texas a high caliber team but if we get to eight and four after this like that's so frustrating because that just shows the talent that you had on that roster that never that never came to fruition it really is the the OU fan experience, but I have to ride uh, with my beloved Horn Frogs as well. Iowa State, I don't think they have that dog in them. I think TCU brings a lot of weapons. I think they bring a lot of experience. Ames, Iowa is not a spooky place to play 
at all. Don't buy into that. It's daytime. It's early October. Give me the frogs. Yeah, uh, it's the frogs for me. I just don't believe in this Iowa State football team that much. I think that their defense is extremely sus. Um, I think TCU can get out to a big lead early in coast for the rest of the game. Um, this is, uh, this is a little tough. Um, spooky, spooky. Is that what you're going to talk about? No, that's here's my thing. Iowa state and any other year, like if Iowa state didn't have everyone suspended, that it's like, I probably go with Iowa state here, but I think that Iowa state team that we saw put up 20 on OU, like a couple of those points were a bit, I don't want to say fluky, but they didn't, I don't know. I, I, I really don't see this Iowa state team being all that great. TCU, on the other hand, look, I, I was wrong on a lot of stuff in preseason, especially about the Big 12. I don't think I was that wrong on TCU. I think I landed pretty solidly on them. Uh, a lot of the guys they lost between last year and this year, clearly affecting their ability to you know, finish out close games. Um, they're just not quite the same team. The horseshoe's gone. Uh, they don't have that same you know, kind of killer instinct. <laughs> I think it's going to go up and down. I think this is going to be an up game where TCU looks good, gets a solid win, gets a solid cover against Matt Campbell. That I'm so glad you pulled that up, uh, Ty. It's a lovely Wojak with a <laughs> looks like kind of looks like Matt Campbell. This Iowa State team just doesn't have it. Um, I at some point in time, I'm like TCU is going to once again pull their rug out from under me and be bad. But, um, yeah, they're clearly not the same team. They're inconsistent and just kind of average, uh, frankly, now that they've lost, you know, the guys that they lost from last year. But, um, you know, look, Sonny Dykes is going to have this thing on the right track. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Uh, they just clearly don't have it this year. Uh, so frogs cover, but I think this one's going to be a sweat. I don't, I don't love it. Um, but you know, six and a half, you're basically begging me to take this one. So frogs by at least a touchdown. Come on. Easiest pick of the week. Yeah. I, I love this one. Um, anyways, next pick, we've got the central Florida golden Knights three and two overall two and three against the spread heading back to Kansas this time, uh, heading to take on the Kansas Jayhawks in Lawrence who are, Four and one, two and three against the spread. KU favored by two and a half here. Uh, you can find this 3 p.m. Central on Fox. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get started on this. Can I trust Kansas ever again after what happened last week? Because the weirdness around Jalen Daniels, um, his injury was bizarre. Him him getting you know his back hurt before it, it makes me feel a little bit a little bit. I don't know. What if they just randomly lose their star quarterback? That is a lot of weight to put on one guy's shoulders. And unfortunately, I don't think Jason Bean's that guy to do it. Um, mm. This is a conundrum hey. for sure. Because look, if this is Jalen Daniels, that's one thing. But I don't know. Um, look, I will say this. Until further notice, I'm fading all new members of the Big 12. They have been incredibly poor. Their only win uh, in Big 12 play has come against the other person or the or the other team, one of the other teams who just joined the team, uh, joined the Big 12. So, yeah, I I'm going to ride with the Jayhawks by two and a half. I feel weirdly uncomfortable about this, though, 
Uh, Central Florida just not, I think, a little bit overhyped. I think they're the best of, the, of those new four, but in Lawrence, I, I got to go with the Jayhawks here just, just for the time being. This whole new onset back injury that surprised Lance Leipold where like Saturday morning he had just learned of it is super scary. Hasn't practiced Monday or Tuesday. I can't see any reports for today yet. Lance Leipold is on record for saying Daniels has done not a lot this week. I can almost line up a Jason Bean start. And I am telling you, even though I am a huge Bean supporter, nine completions versus that Texas team and what he showed, I, I understand Kansas' offense will have some plays to make him look good, but UCF's offense will just be too good to where they can't keep up. Give me UCF plus two and a half. Yeah. Look, one thing about the Schooner pod, Bean blasphemy will not be tolerated. Uh, Bean is a top three quarterback. We love you. In we the Big you, 12. Please. Easy. Um, forgot where I was going. Oh, yes. The new Big 12. Like Bobby said, I think – the unfortunate thing is I'm going to go with central Florida here, but I think Bobby is right. The smart thing to do, especially if we're talking about Kansas with a backup quarterback is to continue to fade the, well, the Kansas with a backup quarterback didn't make sense. The smart thing to do is to continue to fade the new big 12 teams, like ride the wave as it's going, you know, don't, don't dive off your surfboard prematurely because uh, you know, the smart thing is to, to keep riding that wave. However, I just feel like the stars are lining up for this UCF team. I've been high on Central Florida uh, coming into the Big 12. I think they are the best team coming in. I think, you know, maybe uh, neck and neck with BYU, but I think they're a tremendous value add to the conference in the long term. But I, I feel like Kansas right now, they've had some very, very good games. They look very, very good for a Kansas squad. I think anyone with half a brain who knows ball, even with Bean, you have to go with Kansas minus two fitty here. I, however, am going to go Florida man mode. I am taking Central Florida. I feel like the stars are lining up. They're going to get their first Big 12 win, and uh, I, I see them winning outright, so I'm going to take them, even with the meager two fitty points. Hey, third, ti- third time's a charm, I suppose, eh? But, Blake, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I think this Kansas team is very predictable. They're going to beat up on these mid-level, low-level teams, but they're not going to perform well against the powerhouses. I think because they have no defense, because they have kind of an offensive scheme that has some pace, it's going to get them off the field a lot and allow other teams to score on them. Uh, Jalen Daniels, I don't think it worries me as much. Like, I think if I'm just going to go gut, I think he plays. I think it's precautionary against a Texas where you know you're probably going to lose. You know, like, these are the winnable games. It's like Lance Leipold isn't playing to win the Big 12. He's playing to get to six wins and make a bowl game. And that's very respectable for a Kansas team. I think Jalen Daniels plays. I think they have a good enough offensive scheme, something that UCF really hasn't seen this, like, in time, like, all year long, like the best offense I think they played is probably Kansas State. Uh, like Boise State hasn't really inspired much confidence in me, and then obviously Baylor, like the comeback. But I, I just, I, I feel like Kansas, like they're gonna like 
murk these like smaller teams, these teams that are just decent in the Big 12, but they're never going to be a, be able to eat any of the big guys. I think they played it safe last week. I'm going to take Kansas, I think, Jalen. So are you saying that they sat Jalen Daniels as a precautionary reason for his back versus Texas just to take an automatic L? That is a horrible take. I don't think it's a horrible take. I think if he's on the fence of playing, like if he's on the fence of playing, whether he can or can't go, but he's playing injured, I think as a, like you're making the smart decision to play for a bowl. Whereas last year when Jalen Daniels was out, they fell off a cliff. Like, I think that's actually a really smart thing. Something we see in football all the time, like all the time. Yeah. But if he truly was a game time decision where they didn't know, and they made like a last second decision, you'd at least seen him limited Monday and Tuesday. He missed complete practices Monday and Tuesday. I'm not buying that this injury is something that you can just say like, Oh, I'm not worried about it. Yes he could play but the thing is with back injuries whenever they become acute and you they just come up right and you snap your finger like this guy has a new onset back injury i get scared of back spasms which could just sit with you for a long time or if you strain your back that's something that takes a little bit to get over i understand you could play through it it'll be a pain thing i just if he is playing i just don't think he's going to be that healthy okay Okay. The thing is, we get to see them. We get to see them on the gridiron come Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to see Jason Bean. I'm also. I also have a huge bias right here, just because I. I'm not looking into the world of Jalen Daniels. <laughs> he needs. A, he needs a bounce back. The Bean needs a bounce back. I. I, I agree. And I'd be let's happy be honest. If Jason Bean threw five touchdowns this game. Yeah, and let's be honest. Like UCF has a solid defense, but they're not Texas. That Texas defense, as as we know from last week, was or last. Um, Last podcast talking to Chris Eilenstein. It's it's different, um, but let's move on to our next game. And usually I say it as a joke, but for real, this is the game that matters this week. The biggest game of the week. It is the Allstate Red River rivalry, the biggest one. The first time both of these teams have been undefeated since 2011. Probably the biggest one emotionally since 2008. Um, and look, a lot of hype around this game, but you can throw the records out, throw the rankings out, and just go for it. It's Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. UT favored by six and a half. You can find this one in the customary position as God intended. 11 a.m. Central Time, ABC, State Fair of Texas. Um, Blake, you get the honors of kicking us off here as our neutral observer. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? And uh, yeah, let, let's hear it. This is the most difficult game I've had to choose in a while. And, like, that's why I love it. Uh, That's why this game is so, so, so great. Because on one hand, I got this over here, Texas. I think a pretty proven commodity. Although this Alabama team wasn't, it's not going to be the same Alabama that it once was. I think they still have some decent pieces. I saw that defensive line dominate. I saw the way they were able to get to Jalen Milrow and stop that run. That brings me some confidence and then on the other hand, you got OU. I, I I see the tweets for some reason. My my Twitter profile, like Twitter timeline, is geared so I get to see every OU burner account tweet their opinions about <laughs> oh, how good wonderful. this defense, uh, how good this defense is, and why OU is taking the next step this year. And it, it, it has me in a pickle. It has me in a big pickle because, like Bobby said, this is a throw-out-the-record-book type of games. Whenever you lead one way, it goes the opposite. 
but I just got to trust my gut. I got to trust my brain. Texas minus six and a half. I think they're the more well-rounded team. I think they have a better offense. I think they have a better passing game, running game. I think their defense is significantly better. I think on the defensive line, they are fantastic. The one thing that worries me, those safeties from OU, they're looking pretty nice this year. Quinn Ewers, I feel like he, he needs it game plan perfectly that it felt like you could put the pressure on him when he has to throw the deep ball. I know he threw the deep ball well versus Bama, but I just feel, I just like, I feel like I have to go Texas in this just because I know it's the proven, proven commodity. I, I don't think it's going to be like last year. I think OU is going to take a significant step up. I know the Joel Clack of the world are out there saying OU has no chance because it's like, oh, it was close to 50 points last year, zero points. Even Dylan Gabriel doesn't solve that. I think that's a little, that's, that's a little, you're dialing it down a little too much. I think this OU defense is better. But like I said, they haven't played anybody. They haven't had that test yet. I just like Texas coming out of the gate, coming out early dominating on the offensive side of the ball. And I just think Dylan Gabriel is like, how do you react to a really good defense? Which I think Texas has a good defensive front the first, like the first time in a while. So I'm going to take Texas to the points, but I'm hoping this is one of those games. I hope, I, I hope I'm wrong because I want a good close game. I want a good close battle. I love when this game is good. Like last year, although funny doesn't bring me any like pleasure because I actually do enjoy watching this game as a good, it's the best rivalry game in America. I think it's it's consistently one of the closest. I guess Army-Navy is probably consistently closest because they run the triple option and you can't separate from one another. But I think this one, I, I love it that it just feels like any single year, throw out the record books. I, a team could easily upset the other, but I'm going to take Texas here. Uh, Bobby, I think you had a question for Blake, actually. Oh, I was going to ask Blake if the pickle he was in uh, was a Fruity Pebbles pickle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing on him. Um, look, this is the Schooner Pod this is a business. This is a business decision, right? There's nothing personal in saying this. This is by far the easiest game on the slate. I have no idea why this line is at 6.5 does not ladies and gentlemen it, it does not make sense why why would a wookie pick this line does not make sense it, there's a reason right it's going to blake's conspiracy about how the media is in cahoots with the sports books and everything else there's a reason why all the sports media all the mainstream sports media is pushing this anyone can win they could upset them Look at how good Dylan Gabriel's been this year. He's been throwing a bunch of five-yard passes against Arkansas State. He could upset Texas. Right? It's not going to happen. I think Texas – I don't think Texas blows Oklahoma out like last year, but I think OU looking competitive all game and losing by 14 would be a massive improvement over last year. And I just think – I forget who it was. I think I might get crucified for saying this on the pod, but I think I think Josh Pate said this. And oh, I think it's – Here it is. I think it's a pretty good analysis, right? OU oh, and Texas no. on, I think, similar trajectories. I know Blake watched this, so he's going to agree. Texas is just farther down the road, and I have to respect that. I, you know, I've been a big Stark doubter. Kind of – you know, I think yours is pretty good. I think he's a little overhyped, but – what they're doing is working. 
they're building up. I think what OU is doing is working. I think OU is on the path to be a team that can very seriously and not as an underdog compete for national championships in the next, you know, in the coming years. But it's not, I just don't think it's right now. I think Texas can cover this one pretty simply. All right. Um, I, I think that in terms of being farther down the line, right now that's that's a very short-ended view. Oklahoma's been way ahead of Texas in far. The game the is on Saturday. No. He's talking about big picture of programs right now. And it's just the past two years, it just it's changed. It's not like, you know, we've, we've sputtered out on the highway, but we're still, in terms of big picture, you know, I think farther along than Texas in that, in that standpoint. We'll have to see how Texas ends. Well, I, I think he, the way I interpreted his take, and, and this is what I agree with, is like, what team is closer to winning a national championship? I think if Texas wins this one, especially with Georgia looking like they've lost a step, especially with Bama looking like they've lost a step, the pack, you know, who knows out there, Oregon maybe could be a serious threat. But if Texas wins this convincingly, I think you could put Texas as the favorites to win the national championship. They need to win a Big 12 championship first. I, well, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to put the card ahead of the horse, but I don't you know, know if I'd say favorite, but I think they basically have a like incredibly clear highway to the college football playoffs yes. and but can if, be if competitive can against anybody one, in the country. Yeah. If they can ride number one, then they'll. It face like a hobbled USC team that squeaks in on brand name or something. They'll get a layup in their semifinal and they'll at least get a, you know, a chance. USC ain't making the playoffs. No, 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 no. <laughs> there, there are too many no. road games, too many tough road games, but that's not, that's not the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know about that Bobby anymore. Like as a shield supporter myself, it's, it's looking dire out there. Like it's mm-hmm. looking very, very dire. In what in what sense? Texas not being a national no. championship favorite if they win? No, or? just the road games in the Big Twelve to give Texas the. He was talking about. USC. Oh no, I was talking about uh, USC. Yeah. Oh, I was okay, saying. Okay. I was saying like at Washington <laughs> will be too tough. They have to go to Otson. Like I, I feel like those are really. Dang it! I just USC. admitted me going against the Shield for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> not even for a good point. <laughs> Anyways, oh, let's oh, get back. Okay. To, look, let's get back to you, Texas, uh, Jameson. You yeah. have the floor. So here, here's my thinking here. Oklahoma has clear weaknesses, both on offense and defense here. That that worries me. But looking at this Texas football team, they have some you know things that they're not great at, but I wouldn't say they have a weakness on this football team just watching them. you know. Whenever we talked to Chris on the podcast earlier this week, whenever I asked him about the weaknesses of this football team, he talks about special teams for his first two points. And that shows you that his offensive-defensive like mindset, he feels pretty damn good about it both ways. That's concerning for me. I think Texas's rush defense is exceptional, and our offensive run game is very weak. And if they shut that down, it's going to make this offense for Oklahoma very one-dimensional. And whenever we're one-dimensional and predictable, and they can take away our first and second options because they know we're not having any success running the ball, and they can jump those routes, those quick passes that you always talk about, Ty, with Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel is going to struggle. And that's what I'm worried with. We need a well-rounded game to win this game. And I just don't think that's the formula for Oklahoma with the way this rushing attack has been. So I think Texas can play a really good defensive game, keep us low points. And even though, Blake, yes, you're saying our defense doesn't look as good, I, I think that Texas will still score, you know, in like the 30s. 
but I just don't believe in Oklahoma's offense to put up the same amount of points we've been doing to begin the season due to finally our weaknesses rearing its ugly head. Give me Texas to cover this spread by six and a half due to this. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a this is a really tough one. Um because I, I do think Oklahoma has improved. And I do think this is actually going to be a really solid ball game. Throw out everything last year. That wasn't even a functional offense. Um, but look, being rational, you just have to accept and understand that there are a lot of concerns with Texas. Um, offensively, they look sharp. They, they, they have so much firepower. Even their one weakness, which is their running game, uh, exploded last week and show and has shown like you know Jonathan Brooks can show that he can really put on a big performance. Uh, I don't think he's going to do what he did to Kansas to us. I think OU's defense is going to hold up and hold fast against um, this Texas offense and really do good enough to make it a close game and you know go the distance. But my thing is, I just don't think that OU, when it comes down to it, I don't. I don't believe in OU's offense being dynamic enough. I don't believe in Dylan Gabriel being mistake free enough to put the finishing touches on a rivalry win. Rivalry wins come down to your ability to execute, your discipline to not make dumb penalties, not make mistakes. And ultimately, I, I just I, I feel like OU's offense is not going to be enough to really just get them over the line. There, there's too, too many inherent issues that they have that I don't think Texas has offensively. Um, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be a really good showing for OU. Look, at Oklahoma, there aren't moral victories. If we lose to Texas, it's going to suck. It's going to be bad. There's no way you can lose to Texas and call it good. Um, but look, this is a situation where you can get them back. Like, this this team's not done yet. They're they're still cooking in the oven. It's like a brisket, you know. They haven't they they're 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 sitting at a lot about like one sixty five right now. I'm not sure if they're going to break past their uh their stall yet. I, I I'm not I'm not confident they will in time for Texas, but in time for Arlington maybe. Uh, this is still a work in progress. I do believe that. I think OU um loses to Texas here, and I think they fail to cover the spread. Uh. I will say this. Look, I've been wrong. I, every I am zero and three in games uh, involving Texas on the weekend spread. Uh, Chris, I believe, referred to it as the kiss of death. So uh, pucker up, Longhorns. Texas minus six and a half. Ooh. Ooh, wow! Is I, this is this an elaborate Texas. attempted self jinx? It's actually not. Like I actually no. do think I I I, I think I could see this like this spread breaking open, like in the last drive of the game, like Texas leading by three and they put a touchdown to punctuate it like that sort of thing. I I'm, it is genuinely not a reverse jinx because as we know, that doesn't work. I, I think Texas has Texas, the upper hand and Texas look, it's has a rival the formula to beat Oklahoma. Legitimately. They are set up to beat us like the but, way that the team is set up. Oh, no. Agreed. But can I offer a little smidgen of hope? Because this has been a little bit of a downtrodden pod uh, towards this part. It's OU Texas and anything can happen. We have seen so many dumb things happen in this rivalry that an OU team kind of slept on. You know, nobody's really given them a chance. Explodes on the national stage like this would be a pretty great story. And I hope yeah. it happens. 
I genuinely, I've never wanted to lose a weekend spread game more than I've wanted to lose this one. Um, I, I and, will say, oh, but you got it, Bobby. How I just I hear the the term all the time. Wouldn't it be the funniest thing? I want to use my redo. Give me OU. The OU Raider going against the Schooner Pod. You know what? I want to do it. Face. I want to face off. Give me OU in the points. Give you, me OU you know what? Points. You know what? I cannot say we get one mulligan a year. I yes. cannot allow. I know I'm going to lose. I did this last year. It's why I lost the weekend spread last year. I knew that OU was going to get screwed. I cannot allow Blake to be the only true OU fan on this pod. Oh my God. I am using my only mulligan for the year. I am riding Blake and I, true OU fans. Last time we did this, we were right. This happened, what was it, week two, Blake? You and I were the only ones that picked OU, and we were right. The true OU fans over here on the left side of the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, we are riding with the Sooners. Dylan Gabriel is a bum, but best-case scenario, he pulls in Aaron Rodgers. I don't want him to get hurt, but hopefully he goes out there and just can't play the rest of the season. Jackson Arnold comes in. Jackson Arnold and Nick Anderson oh carry the God. day. Drake Stoops <laughs> touchdown. We don't even have to worry about the run game. Quinn Ewers probably plays a baller of a game, but Danny Stutzman, you know, hopefully he gets like a targeting in the first quarter and just absolutely oh maims someone. You were so we have Arch Manning? So give, me, oh. give me the Sooners. We cannot – This. There I cannot go. let us go chalk for the for sooner the sooner haters. The sooner haters over here. Look, I, I can't. I can't. Of takes that he just said right there is deep. Oh my god! <laughs> I cannot mulligan, or I cannot mulligan nope. my way into a kiss of death. So I, 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 am out on this one. Unfortunately. I'm sticking with Texas. I'm sticking with Texas. I, I can't. I can't kiss of death my own team. I, I know exactly what I'd be doing if I did it. So. I know exactly what I'd be doing if I pulled an I am Cincinnati here. I gotta want you to do it just so Bobby. I just no, no, I no. imagined him in the cotton. I blame myself like 30 minutes afterwards, just sitting, <laughs> yeah, just blaming himself. I know, I know the way Bobby reacts on those harsh road games. I know Bobby Bobby would be leaving the fair immediately. He would not no, be staying. I, to get I would in. stay the whole way and I'd be in hell. And Jameson's being real quiet right now in third place, just hoping that everyone but him takes the OU, knowing that it's going to be an L. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I have to. If, if all the OU guys are all over Texas, I just gotta, like, I gotta have that moment in the sun that I believed in y'all before y'all believed in yourselves. <laughs> as soon as you said everyone's been saying it would be the funniest thing, I knew. Well, best of luck to y'all on that one. Um, I, genuinely, I hope you win. I, hey, I to pr- uh, pregame. I'm making Oklahoma onion burgers, so I'm I'm going all in on my my, my man. Uh, yes, on my Oklahoma route. So, okay, we have a there's a comment. If OU wins, I eat. I, I would eat a pickle. I would I would eat the pickle if we <laughs> If OU wins, I will eat the pickle. The no dog. malort shot reduction needed. I I will just straight up eat the pickle. Actually, no, wait, I, I think I already made a bet of just the fireball shot. So just the fireball shot, no pickle. I know. You and the fireball pickle. shot, just... No, 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 no. Dip the fireball in the fireball. You can't go oh. half measure. You got to go full measure here. You already that was it. No, but that was yeah. a different pod. That was the different, different pod, pod and a different ah, I don't eat the pickle. I don't eat You've the pickle. You've signed another contract. I, 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 I signed nothing. I signed nothing. 
I, Bobby, if you make this bet right now, I will be, there's like no remorse. I will be cheering so hard for OU to win that game. If it means you got to do the fried fireball shot and the pickle, I will not be saying any snarky comments throughout the game. I'll be sending none of that. It will be, it'll be Boomer Blake all the way. And I will be, I will be cheering so hard for y'all to win. If that's the case. So I'm still, I'm still, I can't do the pickle. I can't, I can't, I think texturally. I can't do it. I can't go with the texture. It, What's it, deep it, fried? It's not fried. No, it's just a no, pickle. it's not. I think they just like use the pickle brine to like mix <laughs> the oh, apples. Just 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 dab it. Well, Ooh, it is the I'm Texas so State Fair, so it will be absolutely bone dry. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the consistency of a dry bone pickle. dry pickle is. <laughs> oh, I see out, them rubbing like some really gasoline or something on it to get some pebbles to stick. I just realized that maybe maybe mimicking rubbing Vaseline on a pickle probably would be a bad mimic. <laughs> would probably be a bad visual on a podcast. So anyways, let's move on to our favorite pick of the week. All right, so I'm going to kick this one off as I uh, was the last one to go. And there, there's something I just genuinely don't understand, and that is why people keep be- believing in Purdue. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> genuinely, what, like some of these lights. Now. Some of these lights with Purdue. I don't get it. I, I feel like just regularly – like Purdue have been just bodied. Uh, they have not looked great. They, they they got punked by Syracuse, got punked by Wisconsin. Uh, Fresno State beat them at Ross Aid Stadium. Now look, they, they blew out Illinois. I have no idea what's weird. What, what's up with that? That's very funky. But look, they're traveling to Iowa this Saturday. And as you know, Brian Ferentz desperately needs to get to his, his point total, his, uh, his score total. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I'm going with Iowa here, but it's Iowa minus two and a half at home. Oh, no. I can't pass that up against Purdue. The, Iowa, I, this is not because I think Iowa is some sort of, you know, world beater, but it's Purdue at home. Brian Ferentz trying to save his job. I, get, look, give me the Hawkeyes minus two and a half here. I, I, I think this is just a delightful, wow. delightful no, pick. This is, this is okay. I will say, Bobby, the reason why kids, the kids listening out there, do not listen to this man because Kate McNamara is out for the year. Yeah. yeah, and it's Iowa has not had many competent quarterbacks, and I know Cade McNamara hasn't looked great this year, but he is significantly more competent and has more of a pulse than whoever his backup is. Like significantly more. It's gonna be a slug. It's gonna be a slugfest if Purdue can somehow move the ball somewhat they can win this game this is don't, gonna don't be a nasty in, one you're gonna hate this one bobby don't it's insult me. deacon hill blake deacon hill is gonna has, has got me covered man oh deacon god hill. this one's gonna be gross it's that sounds like a sounds like a building on purdue's campus <laughs> kinda kinda i'm, I'm can, rolling with deacon hill and the hawkeyes let's go I believe you can it. only cover this game by three. Like, there's no way Iowa covers this by seven, by ten. 
they only cover it by three. That is the only option. And then the rest is just losing the bet. So probably, probably you're probably right. I don't care. I'm writing with the Hawkeyes. People are over are still over favoring Purdue here. It's still Purdue. So anyways, Jameson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like that one at all. That's that's uh, yeah, that was the gross one. I know. I mean, it still might work out, but still. Okay. So last week I said that I usually like to pick with my heart and pick out of love or spite on the weekend spread in terms of my wild card pick. And I used my brain last week because I saw something that just popped off the pages. Just an easy peasy pick. JMU absolutely stomped South Alabama. South Alabama's trash. You know, the the spread was three, and South Alabama barely, like, crawled back at the end to get into single digits. Poverty team, they just made Oklahoma State look bad because Oklahoma State was in a very, very tough time and still is. I'm back to my old ways. I'm picking out a spite, and I didn't do it last week, and I should have. I hate you so much, PJ Fleck. Screw you. You are an absolute poverty coach. What you thought of Matt Campbell, tie of him being a coward? PJ Fleck is the biggest coward. I hate everything about him. Him and his Fleck coins and his stupid little suit and rowing the boat. Yeah, fade him hard. Michigan minus 19 going on the road to play PJ Fleck. You know, PJ Fleck got the cover versus Louisiana last week. And I just knew that that was just toxic. But let me get Michigan. Just stop them. I just want Michigan to win by 40 and just embarrass PJ Fleck. And that's what I want so bad. I'm picking out of spite so bad because I hate that man. I feel great about this. Goodness. I have some, I have some sort of outstanding notes that I want to bring up first. I, I want to give Bobby a, a round of applause for his excellent play last week in the in the uh, the wild card, skillfully you, picking Texas State. They always hit the first time, and then a great a great wild card. And then I also want oh, to know they're my pot of greed. They're my pot of greed. My wild yes, card okay, was yes. sorry. I've, I've mixed up pot of greed. My wild card. My wild card was uh, Charlotte and Biff Pogey. You hit Ooh. both. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Excellent play. Uh, second round of applause, uh, Jameson. Although he is a a medical doctor, uh, he would be a masterful marketer because. If you were paying attention, what you just saw was Jamison pick a national championship favorite blue blood to beat up on the scum of their conference. And then, yes. and then marketed it as if he was picking against some sort of whatever. He, he masterfully, you know, they took away a $660 13 leg parlay I was about to hit because they blew it to Northwestern. <laughs> like, it's, it's, are you kidding me? It's it was like, masterful market. It was like, it was like plus 6,000 odds or something. A game they led most, like most of the way. Blue twenty-one oh, point oh. lead. It was a ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine win. Oh my god! For I those that don't follow the Big Ten, he basically just took Oregon to beat Arizona State by ten, it's, it's and then tried spread. to make it sound like it's it was a spread. A... I'm not picking money line here. Anyways, anyways, anyways um, look, here's my thing. Right, I've already taken a guaranteed L this week because I have to ride with my Sooners. This is a business decision, right? Blake has long said for years, and I've never listened to him. He's long said that the money is in the crumbs. What was the crummiest game that I could find this week? And I love to pick the double-digit lines, right? I get dogged on for not doing that well record-wise in the wild card. I pick fat lines in the wild card. We pick three-score games in the wild card. Give me Middle Tennessee to cover a 16-and-a-half-point spread Against Jacksonville They're State. They're playing right now. They're playing no, right now. They caught me. They but, caught yeah, you me. can't. I, I, 
no, Middle it, Tennessee, by the way, Middle Middle Tennessee's up twenty three to seven right now. So they haven't covered yet. Do you want? So are you? Do you want? Are you trying? Live are you going to try? Wait, hold on. Are you trying to do a live act? Like a live line right that now? Is a li- that is a live line because I had uh, Middle Tennessee State minus three before, I, like before the game. So I don't know if this. I don't know if this would be good podcasting if people woke up and the pick was already made. I think but I kind of love it. Out. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, maybe they'll catch me, maybe they won't. Look, here's, here's the real pick, though. There have been a couple teams that I have just known this year. By accident, I've just had a, a, a finger on the pulse, you know. I, I've been able to tell the, the – Jameson probably knows this one the, – the BP over Palp of Notre Dame football. The other two teams that I just truly know happen to be playing – this weekend that is of course colorado and arizona state ladies and gentlemen how is this a 4.5 line i do not understand it i i guess that's what i'm saying i understand i understand that asu had a good performance against an alex grinch defense at usc i understand (laughs) right yeah but colorado right they've lost the past two weeks they've played two very good teams, right? They played the Heisman defender, Lincoln Riley, you know, for, for anything that OU fans will say about him, is good at winning games. And then Oregon seems to be a very legitimate team by all, you know, marks this year. We'll see in the Pac-12. They're very competitive. Colorado is not that bad. I have no idea how this is 4.5, even with Travis Hunter out. I just, I think that Colorado has a touchdown in this one for sure, even if it's super sloppy. Give me my beloved buffs and Coach Prime. I think that this is – I don't understand why this is the way – I think it's all based around common opponent at USC. It really doesn't make sense. I almost picked this game. If I would have used my brain, I would have picked this one. Oh, but heart, that, baby. That's a good one. Uh, so now to me, uh, unlike Jameson, who complained this entire podcast that Alabama A&M wasn't included, but then gets a chance to include it to go right at the face of Bobby, get an easy win. He doesn't do it. I did it this year when Bobby didn't like, didn't put in SMU TCU iron skillet game. One of the last ones won that one easy. I'm going to do it again. Go at the face of our CEO overlords. AM in the points, one and a half. It was at three earlier. I'll take the one and a half. I think AM wins outright. I am not impressed by this Alabama team whatsoever. They did a good thing last week and just go one dimensional and just run Jalen Milrow. That all they can do is run now. And so that's all they do. And they set them up a few passes a game and stuff like that. I've seen AM play a team like this before. It's called Arkansas. Granted, maybe not as the best the best talent, but all they want to do is run. Like all they want to do is run and they shut them down. I joked about this in the group chat earlier. Max Johnson coming in as a backup for Connor Wegman is easily a top half SEC quarterback. Easily. Like it's it's and he performed great against A or against Arkansas last week. I think I think AM. I think AM beats them. I just think they beat them outright. I didn't even need the points. I think AM beats them outright. I think Max Johnson's a good quarterback. I think they finally have that defensive structure there, although not going to be dominant. I just feel like this just has upset written all over it. Like you're seeing the big money come in. If it's opening at three and it's down, down to one, one and a half at most places, yikes. 
people do not believe in Bama because they're so one-dimensional. If A&M sells out for that and force Jalen Milrow to throw early, we saw what happened against Texas. They can't keep up. So I'm going to take A&M plus points. All right. So Blake has the Aggies. There we go. Um, all right. Well, guys, good show as always. Uh, and this is the time if you want to mulligan or if you want a pot of greed, no, speak now forever. Hold your peace. Week. I want to get deeper into conference week with the crumbs. Like I need some full mm-hmm. sun belt, some full mountain West action. That's, that's where I'm not wasting on some just beginning of the beginning of the conference play game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Pot of greed's undefeated right now, by the way, two and oh, I believe Blake er, Ty, Ty, you hit yours, right? Yes, I had Bama like minus forty week yeah. or something. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Alabama minus thirty nine against. I think Middle against Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. It yeah, it was like yeah. against Tennessee. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't trying to pick Bama. I I literally just looked for the biggest line. I was like, we're gonna week one. We're gonna pot agree the biggest line on the slate. Look, I, I'm. I honestly really thought about Mulliganing out of uh, Iowa there a little bit. I because hands no, up. stop it. Stop I, it. I'm not going to. Hand up! I cut. I kind of completely. Your wild I completely. I'm not doing it. I completely forgot Cade McNamara was hurt. I really. I took. I totally missed it. Giant wolf. Somehow. Um, Granted, it did not get a lot of publicity out there. I think it's just the stature of Iowa. But. Yeah. Look. I. I, I still think I still think Iowa chance. finds a way. I still think Iowa finds a way. Purdue's not great. E- even without McNamara last year, uh, Iowa still pretty handily beat Purdue uh, at Ross-Aid, and this time it's at uh, Iowa. I, I think they have enough to squeak out, but woof. That is a tough look for myself, I will say. Um, but All right, guys. Great slate. Great, great picks, as always. Very fun. Um very fun stuff. A lot of a lot of movement that could happen next week. I look, it's a bye week, and I only kind of have the Big Twelve projected right now. It's looking pretty nasty, folks. We have here. Here's here's the ones I have in the, in the spreadsheet right now: West Virginia, Houston, Iowa State, Cincy, Kansas, OSU, K State, Tech, BYU, TCU. That's disgusting. Go. That's disgusting. I love it. That's like, what we need. That's what breeds the best debate is the random ones. It's never the Alabama A&Ms. It's never the Florida State LSUs. It's always the crumbs. The crumbs are what breed the, the best debate. Me, me, Ty, and Jameson are basically coming in on our, on our week off to just talk about this garbage slate. You have but, seen it. I mean, you can, you can get me a full... Okay, good point. Miami, you... Flor- um, or, uh, Miami, North Carolina definitely should be on there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's some there's some substance there oh oregon washington oregon washington that's gonna be great oh my god that's yeah bobby yeah no i haven't looked at the the national slate yet i i had oh like what are you talking about why you announced that on the pod shield well no well no 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 no. i was saying the big 12 slate's bad i put all oregon washington usc that's so good that's that's a really good that's a good week i put all of the uh, big 12 games in in preseason and i just haven't gotten gotten a chance to update week seven yet but wow, that is a great slate, actually. Uh, not for the Big Twelve, the Shield. Look at a little week, week there, Blake. Uh, I, what do you have to say for It'll yourself? It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, at least. Like that's the thing. It's it makes it breeds the best debate on the podcast because any team can beat any team, not the two top teams. 
So that's what makes it good. Like West Virginia for not us, I think a hand hand up for, or not even hand up, just like props to everybody on this podcast. We had West Virginia, not like in the doldrums and we're like, they have enough of an identity to get out of the bottom. Like, I just think most teams can beat most teams. It's going to make it interesting. It's the debate's going to be wild. We, we obviously have hot takes about these teams and how we feel. So I, it makes a more exciting show. It makes a more exciting product on the field because you don't know what's going to happen. So it's a win-win in that sense. It just sucks that it's going to be OU in Texas and Arlington. Probably. Shout out Ty for being it a might, it, on the. It might be West Virginia. If you've seen West Virginia's schedule, they might. I, it, no, I Bobby, no, they, no. They might, they might West stumble Virginia, their ass in. It would be they hilarious. Can't, they can't stumble this far. Like it's, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a bad product to watch. Like, do y'all play? Do y'all play West Virginia this year? Yeah, we play no, them in Norman. No. We have them in Norman. Okay, so we should be. Yeah, playing. you, you will, you will see the product on the field to be like. Ooh, this is nasty. They can't. They cannot pass the ball. They are just. They're going just read option every single time, and it's not. It's not fun to watch. But. So here, here's the remainder. Uh, and I know we're all Jameson's exhausted. I, I guarantee you. But here's the remainder of West Virginia's schedule at Houston, OSU at, at in Morgantown, at UCF, BYU, at OU, Cincy, at Baylor. Oh gosh, <laughs> like. The only one I feel like is an automatic L is OU, probably, right? Yeah. They're competitive. Yeah. Yeah. That's tricky. No, it is is West Virginia. They'll drop some that they just shouldn't drop. Surely, right? But, like, also, like, if they win the games they should win, they're essentially a coin flip at UCF away from being a one-loss Big 12 team, which basically gets you into the Big 12 title. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying it could be weird. Could be weird. I I don't know. Anyways, it, it should be a fun Big 12 season. I'm excited to talk about it. We might talk Big 12 first next week instead of non-conference first, just to mix it up. And that's probably just, a good idea. Just frankly, Blake, it's a bit it's a bit of a narby schedule. Oh, it's, but yeah. that's why we love it. That's why we love it. But the general populace probably doesn't. All right. All right. Anyways, look, this is our last pod before we go into. OU Texas before we dive into the Cotton Bowl. And the next time you hear from us, we will break it down. Uh, we, uh, Me, Jameson, and Ty will break down everything that goes down at Red River. It should be interesting regardless of the outcome. We're going to learn a lot about Oklahoma. And I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about on Sunday. Um, and then next weekend spread should be pretty good too. But guys, um, regardless of what happens... It's been a really good week of OU Texas coverage. If you haven't caught that yet, make sure to go back in your podcast feed, in the YouTube feed, catch those episodes because I feel like four we did pods it. in four days we've done. So come on, Her- Herculean effort. It's a lot of content. Check it out. If you if you listened if if you started our our, our stuff like as you're driving down to Dallas, I, I you would literally run out you you would run out of road before you would uh you know run out of podcasts. Not so. with OU Texas. Amen. No, uh-uh. Well, no, you're not OE Texas traffic, Bobby. No, that's true. Fair enough. Fair well, enough. Well, and and remember, Bob, Bobby kind of misspoke there. Tune in um, about an hour after the game, fifteen second live broadcast. Bobby taking a fruity pebble pickle live to the dome. <laughs> to the dome. To the dome. Look, I might do it. I might do it. If we win, I I, I might do it. You have to. 
Dude, say it now, and you'll will your team to win. If you're going to waffle on it, they're not going to win. It. Like, you'll do a fireball shot and a fruity pebble pickle if they win. <clears throat> that's just not take- that's not feasible based on standing in line. I'm gonna take the pickle to the out. dome. Yeah, he is. There we go. Okay. Any anything for my Sooners. If we win, I will take the pickle to the dome, folks. Bring it, Texas. You ain't you ain't got anything against the power of me I, and my hatred of pickles. I will say the Malort uh, exchange still stands. So if you want to, if OU wins, take two fruity pebble. <laughs> fruity pebble <laughs> okay, can it, can it just be? Can it be? <laughs> well, no, I have to do the Malort's Friday. So the Malort and the, pe- and the pickle are separate. So no, you can you can do double. Like you can exchange and just hope do a pre pickle. Oh, I guess ha, okay. OU a pre pickle. I, I want to see you do two pickles at once. If I'm if I'm gonna be honest, I would love to see that visual. I nope. do love. I, shout out to when Blake thought of the idea of a pre malort, and then instead of drinking <laughs> just another alcohol to sort of numb his senses, he went for malort. So that's the thing. He could have just called that malort at the restaurant his normal malort, <laughs> and we would have been fine. No, they, they hadn't need- played yet. They haven't played yet. They were playing, but. They had uh, no, we no, would have counted did, it. No, they did. Yeah, that we would have still counted it. it I'm a it doesn't matter. Well, I, I, I think they had a principle. Oh, Freudian Malort slip <laughs> for, oh, man. for Lord. Um, oh, goodness. Great show, guys. Uh, uh, absolute classic weekend spread episode. Uh, excited to uh continue chugging through the season. Look, we're like halfway through college football almost, which Dang, makes me genuinely really sad. I hate to say it out loud, but like this was week six. The next time we're picking an OU football game, it's going to be week eight. Mm, I don't like it. So I'm I'm happy that we're soaking it up, enjoying every moment. But and to you, thank you so much for watching, for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, look, have a good, have a great, great OU Texas weekend. Keep the faith, Boomer Sooner. Good luck out there, and beat Texas.